Hey guys, my name is Alex, you're listening to Lunchbox Radio, Sunday edition. Now, this is going to sound a little bit odd because I've decided to record it in bed because I've decided to be slightly lazier than I normally am, so there should be, there should, should be better audio quality because I'm close to the microphone, but other than that, there shouldn't be much difference. Now, I want to talk about Something that I've been enjoying a lot more. Thank you, quarantine. And that is reading manga. Because reading manga has changed from the days of old, from when I first became a fan. Because, if you can believe it, my entry in anime was actually through manga. I read manga more... I read manga more, way more frequently for a while than I necessarily watched anime because, you know, back when manga was just books, you could, and I'll get to what I mean by just books, you could just, like, take them anywhere with you, so if you were on a plane, you could read, if you were in the back of a car and you didn't get car sick. You could also read manga, and it was a much more portable experience than anime was at the time. And it's still actually a much more portable experience, because if you think about the way you read manga, you it's a... So I want to go over two different styles of entertainment. Or two different forms of entertainment. The first is passive entertainment. If you think about what passive entertainment is, passive entertainment is something that happens to you, that you experience, but don't need to directly participate in. It will keep going whether you're there or not, as long as you as long as you hit play or you turn on a screen, it will be there. Active entertainment is things like video games and reading. Because it requires you take the action of reading or participation or playing in order to experience that entertainment. Um, lots of people, there are lots of people who say this is why they like video games over movies because movies are a inherently passive experience. Yes, you used to before lockdown would pay for a ticket and drop to a theater, but then you sit your butt in that seat and the movie happens to you. <laughs> there have been experiments to make things like movies and television shows more of an active entertainment thing. That's what the advent of real of voting ba- of voting based reality shows is. But for the most part they don't really capture an active audience all that much because as many people vote, there are lots of times three, many multiples of times more people who just don't bother voting. They just watch the show. And hilariously enough, streaming has had an issue with going the other way. So if you look at something like Netflix or Hulu 
all those have a active component to their passive entertainment. And what I mean by that is, gone are the days where you can just turn on the TV and the channel will run, and you can you have that one tiny on button press, and then you're sucked into a universe of passive entertainment. The best version of this is binge watching and um automatic and the kind of rick rolling of the endless streaming of playing the next episode automatically. I forget what exactly what that term is, which I'm an idiot for, but and Netflix Netflix in particular and Netflix in particular actually enhances that further by removing the end sequence and the open sequence of much of the anime you watch. I think the only one they didn't do it intent actually they even did it for Evangelion which seems like a war crime. But that is streaming's version of passive entertainment. Now Manga is what you would consider to be active entertain active entertainment, and that means that you have to have to participate in by doing something constantly in order to access that entertainment. Now, what that means is manga has less visibility than anime many times. Because there's a baseline requirement. You have to read the stuff. And as of late, I don't always read manga as much as probably even I should. Hilariously, whenever I read a manga, I read it about a year to six months before it's produced into an anime. Um, A great example is... I read up to, I read through the first season of Fire Force, what became the first season of anime of Fire Force, in a Airbnb in Palermo in Italy. So when it was announced, probably about six months later, I was just like, really? Every time? God damn it. Another great example is I've read through, um, not Suzuka, but Fuka, and I couldn't continue watching that show because they changed it, they changed that show from what it was, and what it was was a totally different, it, it became a totally different thing, basically, because, because they didn't want to kill somebody on screen. Which is straight up what happens in that manga. But... Suffice it to say... If you... And I've read Fuka, I believe, on another vacation. And the reason why I always read manga on vacations or in periods of time when I don't have a whole lot to do... Is because... I personally... It... Need to concentrate a lot to read. Most people need to concentrate to read. That's the thing about manga. That's the thing that 
you can watch anime in a social environment. You can go to a theater, watch an anime movie, or you can go to a con, watch some episodes of a show, and it can be a social thing because the advantage that passive entertainment has is that it frees up your brain to still interact with the world. But active entertainment demands that you focus in on it to get the benefit of being entertained by it. So one of the things I've been doing since we're all stuck in lockdown still, and we're going to be stuck in lockdown probably until we all line up at our local firehouse and get a vaccination shot, God, is I've been reading manga because there's an opportunity to engage in in active entertainment where there wasn't before because you can't you can't necessarily go out and hang out with your friends and an advantage over manga that an advantage that manga has that anime doesn't because of the fact that anime is a passive form of entertainment is that passive forms of entertainment like movies like anime like tv shows can all start to blend together and you start to lose yourself in them the best the best versions of this of passive entertainment keep you engaged enough so it feels active it feels like you're participating in the thing even if you aren't but the worst versions of it are like so i've been watching one piece and i talked about this on the thursday show by the marine ford arc of one piece if you are not like still really into One Piece, it's hard to keep up with that thing because it's just there's so much filler and there's so much stuff you don't need to care about and there's so much stuff that is just straight up bananas. And also they stopped dubbing. And started dubbing that show, like, for, like, on and off, which is very strange. But, by the, like I was saying, by the Marine Ford arc, you're just, you're just tired. You're tired of that show. You want to see the things you want to see and then, like, get out alive. At least that's me. I know there are tons of people who are obsessed with One Piece, who grew up with it, and they absolutely love it, and they've loved it from second one. But I just, I can't, I can't do it. I've accepted in myself that I can't, that it's just, it's just odd. And then, so... After I did the Marine Ford arc, I just decided, like, hey, I'm not going to put up with the little kid stuff. I'm just going to jump to the other side of the time skip. 
And then, and so this is something else that, this is something actually brings me to another point. The difference between particularly manga and anime. And anime is, and because anime is a form of passive entertainment, because it's on television and a whole bunch of other factors, and because it takes so much more money and manpower to produce, anime has a visibility that manga doesn't. And what so what does that mean? That means that manga can do things and go places that anime can't necessarily. And sometimes that works in reverse, like the interspecies reviewers scenario where they amped up the the like they amped up the hentai quality of that manga basically for shock value. <laughs> but in so for example, and I started reading I started reading Black Lagoon because Black Lagoon takes forever to come out and that means the anime that the anime adaptation takes even longer. Because, it, from what I can, from what I can tell, it's about two volumes per arc of Black Lagoon, and then they have to produce that arc in anime form. And Black Lagoon as a anime is actually remarkably um, true to its to its manga counterpart. It's many times one for one. But many times, because manga is a written, smaller-scale thing, it has the opportunity to talk about, to talk about and do things that you wouldn't see in, in an anime, because anime is produced for a wider audience. So you don't get super specific... Oftentimes, you don't get something like there's a manga called Transparent that's all that's essentially about living with disability. <laughs> but you look at that manga and you are pretty aware pretty quickly this would that that would never be produced into an anime because it people can love it as a manga and that's fine, but production committees would look at it and they would. I would say up until recently, they would look at it and they wouldn't see they wouldn't see the dollars where the dollars would where the dollars and cents would come from, for all intents and purposes. That might have changed with the silent voice, but I would imagine not. I think a silent voice is a unique. A silent voice is a unique case. And even with a silent voice, that manga got so popular that it was noticed and picked up and turned into a movie. And let's be clear, turning something into a movie is very different from committing something to be a, to being a show. Once you commit something to be a show, you have, you know, spreadsheets of work that spreads out over 
at the very least 12, a couple months. That translates to it being, to it airing for 12 weeks sometimes. And that means that those production schedules need to be kept up. That means animators need to be paid. That means the show needs to do well enough to pay the bills. Whereas if you produce a movie, yes, there has to be more polish on it because it's going on straight up it's just going on a bigger screen and I'll go in front of different critics. But you're producing a movie and if you that movie does well, you can move on to the next movie or make a sequel. But if you that movie doesn't do well, it's just something in the catalog, if that makes any sense. That's why something like um a silent voice exists as a movie but not as a show because as a show you have to keep up that storyline. And with a story like Silent Voice, it says what it needs to say by the end. And this this that idea is sometimes the death of things that should have stayed in manga form or should have been f- done as a film instead of being done as a whole series. Like, if you look at something like Violet Evergarden, uh, that show probably would have been served better by being a movie or maybe even a collection of OVAs. Because what that show wants to talk about gets drowned out by just the sheer monotony of the show. If that makes any sense. And and don't get me wrong, Violet Evergarden is gorgeous. It's absolutely gorgeous, and KyoAni did an amazing job with it. But it also makes you want to go take a nap. And so... That's the other thing about passive entertainment, is when you don't like it, you can literally fall asleep. With manga, if you don't like it, you make the choice to put it down and not pick it up again. It's vi- Because it's the form of active entertainment, it's very dependent on that, be- on that still always being true. And... It's just, so I'm going to put links in to the description based on, and based on what you want to read, there's links to go read stuff everywhere. But the thing I want to impress on you is manga, at least in the U.S., is seen as like, it's a, it's a big industry, but it's also seen by many people as something you can just go read on the dark recesses of the internet. It still had the problem that anime had when the internet became really prevalent in that people view it as a free thing because you can go on any number of sites which I'm not going to mention or give credit to and just read yourself the manga. And yes, you can do that. It's not, it's harder than it used to be, but it's not that hard. But 
paying for manga, A, is ultra cheap, and B, is worth it because you get all kinds of, you get a kind of experience that you don't get with all the, like, free or freemium bullshit that exists for you to be able to go read manga on your iPad for free. And it's, even then, it's not really for free. You, The general rule is if you're getting something on the internet for free, you are the product. You just don't know how yet. So the places that I would say you can read manga the best are Shonen Jump is a no goddamn brainer. It is two dollar it's like two dollars a month and you get access to a massive library of everything from seriously popular to wildly bizarre to stuff you've never heard of in your life manga. Now granted Shonen Jump is primarily aimed at boys, but they do have stuff like Act Age is still running they have all kinds of little, all they've a wide range of things because Shonen Jump has been around for so long that it would be insane if they didn't have a wide range of manga for you to choose from. Uh, another option that up until recently has had pretty small scale stuff on it is um. The Crunchyroll manga app, you can go read there. Um, I have been reading more and more on Comicsology. You can go get lots of titles there. And Comicsology is like the name in digital comics. Not so much a manga, but the name in digital comics. So those are three great places to start so you can... And you can use all of them on your phone. I've read manga on my iPad Mini as well as on my phone. I like using my iPad Mini just because it's bigger. But if all you have is a phone, all the apps I just gave you will work on your phone just fine. Um, if you want to read print manga and you have access to a comic book store that sells it, go for it. But the thing I will tell you if you haven't already seen the shelves on in pictures online, that's the lengthy endeavor. You are you are basically becoming the anime equivalent of a record collector, <laughs> and you are just damning yourself to having less space in your life in general. So if you're okay with that, if that's a thing you want to do, go for it. Um, you can get, you can buy manga offline. You can buy manga in most big, but like big established bookstores like Barnes and Noble. But just know that you are going down a path of if you ever have to move, you will have boxes, boxes of books. I, my manga reading was actually a big part of my thought about going entirely digital because 
I have two storage bins in my basement full of manga. Full of manga from when I was in my teenage years. And I know what's down there. I still love those books. I can go and read those books if I want to. But just, like, it has become too much for one bookshelf. And it was starting to fill up my, like, at the time, desk storage space thing. And moving those boxes was a pain in the ass because they were they're, they're big and heavy. So if you want to live a little lighter, you can use things, you can use the apps I just suggested. And it's, it's still a great reading experience. And these, and the digital options have done all kinds of things to let you appreciate the draftsmanship and the artistry of manga, which in many cases is are pages and pages of absolutely beautiful drawings. Even if it's something like um, Ocean Bow, which I've talked about on the, on the Thursday show before. Ocean Bow is absolutely beautiful. It's, adds absolutely beautiful depictions of food. And it has these really great, really stark panels of, like, character faces and all kinds of deeply hilarious stuff. Another thing I would recommend if you're looking for something that's got sheer artistry, um, go check out Battle Angel Lita. You can get that on Comicology. It has some incredible panels. Some like this panel will stay with me until the end of time panels. Um, and many great manga have that stuff to it. Black Lagoon has beautiful stuff in it. So I would just say if you're looking for something to do and anime is starting to wear on you, go back into manga. You know, pick up your iPad. Start and start reading something. You, now, granted, you, you may encounter stuff that you're like, "This is trash and I hate it and I don't want to read anymore." That's fine. Don't don't feel like you have to commit to books and books and books and books and books and books of garbage. That's not necessary. You don't need to be like me and be like, "Hey, I feel like reading some real hard trash. Let me read." Most of Domestic Girlfriend. <laughs> like, straight up, most of Domestic Girlfriend. I read that thing like a year before it showed up <laughs> as an anime. And when I heard that announced, I just, like, watched the internet with a fervor that I have very rarely experienced because I knew that people were going to, like, Episode one, that thing was gonna go off the rail, and I just waited for everybody else to be like, "Oh, oh," but yeah. So go, go forth and check out some manga in the world. And if you like this episode, I do this podcast twice a week on Thursdays, and and it comes out late, super late Thursday or. 
not super early, but early Sunday, and I talk about more industry, less reviews of shows and less about shows on the Sunday edition, which is today, and I do a review of a movie or show where I sit down and I talk through what my thoughts are on it on Thursday, so if you like that kind of thing, you can subscribe in whatever app you're using to listen to me right now, and you can leave a review on iTunes, a five-star review really helps the show. So, until next time, I've been Alex, and you've been listening to Lunchbox Radio Sunday Edition, and I will talk to you on Thursday.